Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think yeah. you can be inspired by something, but not be motivated to work. Yeah, as well. that's me. <laughs> Nearly all the time. I have so many inspirations <laughs> and vague things wafting around in my head, but I don't do any of it. Welcome to Izzy and Gina in Stitches, informal conversation about life in general and art and embroidery in particular, with me, Izzy Moore. And me, Gina Ferrari. Hi, Isabel. So how are you? What's been happening since we last spoke? I am very well, a bit tired today. I have a new gadget, a new a thing which I can track my sleep with, and I've discovered just how appalling my sleep is. So um, I don't know, it's yeah. quite nice to have... <laughs> Quite nice to have the confirmation though, and it might sort of spur me to actually going to bed earlier. Now I can actually see it in, you know, black and white in the results in the morning. Sure. So, so that's that. Um, child is at home, so we have been occupied with various things for her, trying to get her to France at the end of the month. Right. So people have seen on Instagram and Facebook uh, various shenanigans and things we've been up to with paperwork and things. So I have been quite distracted by that. And as a result, I haven't been keeping up with the Find Your Joy course. Okay. Which I've been feeling guilty about because I really wanted to. And the weekend at the weekend, I finally had a painting day. And this sort of ties into our theme today, actually. I had a painting day set aside. I am going to have a creative day. This is my day. I'm not doing any more admin, no more forms, no more right. worries. I thought, oh, well, now what? I don't know what to do. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know what to do. And I had the, I was feeling guilty um, about not doing these exercises that I was supposed to do for the course. And the one we're on to is where you steal like an artist. So you take an artist that you're inspired by someone whose work you like and you look at what techniques they use and you know what sort of things they do that you like and then you steal that so an aspect that you like and I thought well that's the next thing to do so I don't know I don't know who I couldn't choose anybody um and I've got a folder of photos on my iPad so of things that I'd like things that I've you know, snaffled off the internet that I just keep in a little inspiration folder. So I looked through it and I found that a lot of them had collage. So I thought, oh, well, I'll do something involving collage. So I thought I'll paint some collage papers. So I just got some random recycled papers and I just got some random paints that I used the other day that I liked using, some colours that I liked, and I just started painting papers. And once I started and some of them were drying and then I did some more on top of them, I, the ideas, the inspiration started to flow. And suddenly I had two collages that I really, really liked. So, so that was really, really Brilliant. good. Um, and then the day after that is the day before we were supposed to go to London and on the train mm-hmm. and I thought it'd be quite nice to have my ticket just on my phone rather than sure. a paper ticket and having to go down the road and collect it and blah, blah, blah. So I thought, oh, I need a little bag for my phone because I used to have one for my old little phone and it was too small for my new phone. So I actually got the sewing machine back up on the desk 
and I got some fabrics out, my favourite little coloured fabrics, and I made a patchworky sort of background and trying to remember how I'd made this bag previously, which is about six years ago, because it right. worked really well. And the strap, I thought I could reuse it and just unclip it and put it on some new loops on this new bag. And so I had a bit of a think about it, which felt good exercising the old brain cells and I did a bit of stitch and I used my favorite fabrics and I dug out some nice threads and I made a nice little bag and I put that on yeah. Instagram and Facebook it seems to have been quite popular it looks very nice yeah yeah and it worked very well brilliant been busy yeah so I've actually I did do some of my exercise my RT things that I was supposed yeah. to do my assignments and I did do some stitch as well so yeah it felt good Fantastic. to create so how about you what have you been up to yeah well I'm good but as you know I've been to the festival of quilts last weekend teaching and if I'm going to be absolutely honest I was very apprehensive about going yeah I think probably all of us were we weren't sure how it was going to work but it was fantastic, I have to say, very well organised. They were requiring everybody to show proof of double vaccination or recent negative test. Excellent. Going in. Um, lots and lots of space. I mean, it, it, there's up and downs on that. Lots of space. They had more space. And obviously there were less people. There were less traders. Or some of the big names weren't there. And there were less exhibitions and so not as much to see. But I think it felt good. It felt like a good start back. Right. But certainly the teaching side of things was brilliant. I mean, slightly larger classroom spaces. But yeah. I had three full classes, 12 people in each. But people were really good. They came in wearing face coverings. They sat down. They could then take their face coverings off and there was no moving around. Yeah. They were okay with me not wearing anything. I, I did try wearing a visor, but my voice was just bouncing back on me. So you just cannot speak in a large room and everybody hear you but no they were I'd, I'd take a negative tests in the morning and yeah. so people were fine and it was just lovely feedback and we had a lot of laughs and I was reminded how much I do actually like face-to-face -face teaching having said I'm oh this is it online for me so I think, yeah. uh, there'll be a mix of both I'll be absolutely honest I'm not the greatest fan of quilts I can admire the work in some of them but yeah, I start to glaze over after about half a dozen. So, so how did you first get involved in the Festival of Quilts then? I'm not sure. It's through a lady called Pam, who is like a rep for Husqvarna. And I did, she runs sewing retreats called Keep On Sewing. And mm -hmm. I, I don't know how she heard of me first, but I was invited to go and teach on one of her sewing retreats, which I've done a couple of times now. Okay. And it's the same little group of people. It's tend to go and that happens in Coventry and we go for a weekend we stay in a hotel yeah. everything's provided and that's rather nice and she also then runs the Husqvarna and Faf quick and easy classes at the Festival of Quilts. Oh okay and those are the ones that you yeah so yeah, yeah so, I've, so I've been doing it for about three or four years now I think um, it's quite a challenge to do a machine class in an hour yes you have to provide and then you get beginners as well and you have to provide yeah. all the materials. So it's kits for everybody, absolutely everything they need. Do you and get an allowance for that? Do they? It's included in what you're paid, but you're paid per student. Okay. So if you only have three students in the class, you only get paid for three people. 
So it was rather nice that I had three full classes. That's very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And I have to say that I have put the things on my Instagram. Pretty much everybody finished in each of the classes. So that was fun. And they went away with something. Yeah. So satisfying. Yeah, it is some very simple little projects, but, you know, it, it's an introduction and people said, oh, they're good scrap busters and things like that. So we had. Yeah, fun. good. But um, like I say, I, I'm not the biggest fan of quilts. So having gone up all day Friday, I yeah. had a look round and I bought a few little bits and pieces and looked at the exhibitions. So come Saturday, I was teaching Saturday morning at 10, finished at 11. And then I wasn't teaching again till four. And I thought, right, I can't want wander around for five hours yeah it's a long time to look at quilts <laughs> it is it is indeed so I actually took went and said what classes are, are got spaces and I took a lovely class with a lady called Fee Oberon and she does needle felting mostly I think but she was doing miniature baskets she makes these little miniature baskets to go with her needle felted animals right and I thought well I've always wanted to do basket making I know it's not quite the full scale so I went and made a miniature basket Fantastic. using traditional techniques and it was Yay. really good and excellent I might talk about that a little bit more later but it's totally inspired me so which kind of leads into our main topic really so shall we crack on yeah. with our main topic okay <laughs> which is inspiration <laughs> and yes as last time I think was it last time with the sketchbooks you looked at my notes and thought whoa there is a bar because I I had a bit of a brain dump on this a few months ago when we first thought of doing this episode yeah Isabel wrote me an essay (laughs) I was feeling inspired (laughs) and all these (laughs) all these thoughts just were flowing and so I just wrote them all down but we don't have to talk through them all um I think my first one was really what do we mean by inspiration and my first thing that I wanted to talk about was why it's different from an idea having being inspired to having an idea so take for example my bag I had the idea of making a bag for my phone and I could have just got some random fabric from the drawer and made myself a functional bag Right. And that was the idea. The idea was to have a bag to hold my phone. That's all I needed. Which is what I would do. I can tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Just make okay. a functional bag. <laughs> but once I started pulling out some fabrics that I wanted to use and I wanted to create this patchwork, I thought, oh, that's a nice color. And oh, I like that. And I like the way that sits next to that. And I started arranging them and then fusing them down and it was almost like a mini quilty thing because I put some felt underneath as well and quilting them, if you could call it quilting, stitching over them. Um, I found, yeah, the fabrics themselves inspired me. It it felt more than making a bag. It felt like something okay. properly creative. So I think an idea is sort of, I know I'm going to make a whatever or I'm going to paint a picture or I'm going to do a wall hanging or I'm going to make a cushion I'm going to make a bag right and inspiration is what if so oh I wonder what that looks like next to that or let me just try that and it's not necessarily with a fixed idea in mind it's more like a an exploration whereas an idea is yeah something more 
Yeah, for me, inspiration is, you know, you've got a spark of something, something has inspired you, whether it's a thing, a place, an idea can inspire you. Yes. And then you explore that. Yes. Not always knowing what the outcome is going to be. I think that's the key, isn't it? The inspiration is not knowing what the outcome is going to be, where you're going with it. You just. Sure. So I mean, for me, it's nearly always fabrics inspire me. So like my thing with charity shops, when I find fabrics I like, yeah. they inspire me. And I think, oh, that's a lovely color. And they're all oh, look, and that goes with that. And and I'm not thinking of a particular project. I haven't got an idea. Mm. I just have this sort of feeling inside. It's like a feeling, this sort of buzz of wanting to create something, wanting to do, mm. to explore it more. But then that's, I think, crossing into motivation as well the wanting to the wanting to yes that's an interesting thing come back to motivation because I know yeah one one of the things you'd written was what's the difference between inspiration and motivation yes and there's there's a cross they are different things definitely but there is a crossover yeah being motivated to do something yeah yeah and I was talking to Nick about this this morning on our walk and he was saying and I about the idea thing he was because he does a lot of adverts and advertising right and he said oh people have this thing you know they want to do this thing and they don't know how they're going to get this message across in this ad so suddenly someone will have an idea and it's like a solution so an idea is like this fixed solution it's an active thing whereas the inspiration so and like again with him and his cycling you can be inspired by say an elite athlete you can be inspired by watching someone cycle up a mountain you know in the tour de france but you also need the motivation you can be inspired by it and so yeah i really must get fit oh yeah it really makes me want to get fit but you actually also need the motivation to then do it yeah to actually do the work and that's to do the work spoken about a little bit with creative block haven't we you've just got to get in there and do the work sometimes whether yes. you're inspired or not it's exactly and if you are inspired it will result in yes results I mean that <laughs> yeah. that was one of my other points as well so about this idea of yeah motivation and inspiration see we're, we're there already um about whether you need to be inspired to work and where the motivation comes in there's that saying isn't there let the muse find you working yep so the motivation doesn't come necessarily from the inspiration from this idea you want to explore the motivation comes from something beyond that so like wanting to be a creative person wanting to pursue an artistic life that's your motivation Mm. and so if that's what you want to do, sometimes you just have to turn up and do something like me with my collages. Sure. I wanted to do, I didn't, I don't want to drop out of the course. I want to finish it. And I wasn't feeling it. I had a creative day set aside. I wasn't feeling it at all. So because I don't want to drop out and I don't want to get too far behind, I had that motivation to do something. And then by doing the something, the inspiration came. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The inspiration came and I was off and away. 
And same when I was tidying up my papers, I started tidying up these collage papers I didn't need, put them in a pile. And as I was doing that and stacking them together, another little composition emerged. So I haven't finished sure. tidying because I don't want to check move my composition. I need to stick it down. So <laughs> I wasn't intending to create. So the inspiration sort of came upon me. I wasn't expecting it. And I think that's another right. thing about inspiration. You don't know when it's going to hit. You don't know where from. No. What direction it's going to come. So I was really inspired by the mosses I found on the top of the mountain in Scotland. I I saw them. I thought, wow, that's amazing. I, I, you know, and it must take photos of that. I must remember this. And that sort of, oh, this is, I really want to explore this more. But I haven't yet because I still don't know in what way they've inspired me. Cool. And I took the photos and I love the colors and the texture. They're like velvet. But I don't know what I'm going to do with that yet. It's not an idea yet. Okay. This it's, is where perhaps I differ slightly. But okay. So you've got this, you've seen the mosses, you've taken photographs and things like that. Yeah. So you know they're inspiring you. They make you feel excited. And, that, and I think it's that spark, that feeling of excitement that is inspiration. Yes. The feeling of excitement. Yes. But you could then take that home. And if you're waiting for an idea, I don't think it will necessarily come. I think this is perhaps where. Oh, no, I no, I I agree with that completely, because at the moment it is an inspiration. But I, it is not an idea. But you've got to go and work on that. Yeah, because you've there is to... no idea there. I have no idea. I just have the inspiration. It's just this formless, floaty cloud of inspiration. It's That's quite not, not quite what I'm saying. Okay. There's no idea there. Mm -hmm. But that idea won't necessarily come. You need to take that inspiration. Oh, yeah. You need to explore those colours. You need to put fabrics together that excite oh, I... those colours. Yeah, definitely. That's... Yeah, and do some research. I think you need, once you're inspired, that's when you start researching. Yeah, no, I agree with you completely. At the yeah. moment, that's all it is. It's only sure. inspiration. It has no form. It, it's, it hasn't resulted in any further exploration or research. There's no idea. No, I, I agree completely. It is just, yeah. at the moment, this formless inspiration, and there's nothing else there to go on. So I, that's why, partly why, you know, I haven't done anything. And I know that, but I'm still inspired by them. And I'm just sort of filed that away in my... You've got to do the work. Oh, yeah. Oh, otherwise, yeah. But, otherwise, but, I'll just sit there and you'll forget about exactly. it. Exactly. Well, or I've just <laughs> filed it away in the back of my brain. So yeah. that's another thing I wanted to say as well about art, particularly some abstract art sometimes. Sure. If someone does a thing and you think, what's that? <laughs> I don't understand. What? Why have they created this thing? And so, oh, I was inspired. Could that be an excuse for just bad art? Just sort of like... Um, I don't know that it's necessarily bad. but well, it's... not bad, but, you, you know, something, if you just say, if you just say, oh, I was inspired, but there wasn't necessarily an idea, could you use that as an excuse for when you haven't got an idea, is what I'm saying. You just do mm. something and people go, hmm. I'm not not sure what you've done there. You say, ah, oh, yes, but I was in, I was inspired. I just painted this thing, or I just wrote that poem. I was inspired. It doesn't necessarily mean it was. It's formed into an idea that was worth exploring. 
Well, just being a bit. No, but if it if it that person who's doing it, it might be. Um, yeah, could be. Yeah. And again, I'm sort of very judgy with that, aren't I? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't necessarily understand it. And that's my own problem. Sometimes we're doing abstract art. Yeah, that's your own problem. It's not the problem of the artist. Yeah. The artist's job is not to explain themselves. Yeah, no, I, I think abstract art for me sometimes, and I, I'd like to do more abstract art, but because often it feels like just slapping paint down and not giving it much thought. But that's what I mean. That Yeah, I don't find myself inspired to do abstract art. I mean, I've, I've made, yeah. So someone could do that and then say, well, it's art. I was inspired to use those colours and to put them in. And someone might say that. And and actually, that's what I mean by, it's, by it being an excuse. It's, a, yeah, you still need an idea. You still need to be exploring something. I don't necessarily think you do, no. No? Okay. No. So, you know, for example, colours and I did these three abstract seascapey type paintings. Yeah. It was the colour. It was what can I do if I use this blue, this pink, this yellow and white? And what can I achieve with that? There wasn't an idea. But there is thought behind it. That's not just, oh, I just sort of slap these colours on yeah. because they just sort of, you know, were the first ones to hand and there you go. Like it or don't like no, it. No, I was right. inspired yeah. by the colours. But I didn't have an idea of where it was going to go. And I'm not sure there was an idea there at the end. It was but you, them and thought, oh, they look like seascapes. Right. <laughs> I like those. I'll frame them. <laughs> but there was still that conscious. There was that thinking behind. There, there was still that considered yeah. choosing of those colours. And, the, oh, I wonder what happens if I do this, this, this. So I think, no, I think that's valid. We cannot judge other people no you know it, they might make bad art they might make art that doesn't mean anything to us but you've got to respect the fact this is what somebody felt like doing yes and it's bad art from my point of view maybe on in terms of my criteria such as they are I wouldn't know what those criteria are yeah. it's my personal preference sure but somebody and, else might really yeah. love it and so exactly. you know yeah, yeah and and we don't know what the artist was actually trying to say or whatever so not really so so um do you find you are inspired by specific themes and places I mean obviously you've sort of answered that by saying when you went to Scotland you were inspired yes and yeah. I love like my seascapes places like that because they make me feel alive there's something about being somewhere wild and woolly with the wind and the salt spray that makes me feel, yeah, sort of alive. And I just want to do something with that feeling. So again, it's coming back to sure. that feeling, isn't it? That spark. I don't know yeah. quite what, but something. I want to express it somehow. And I'm definitely inspired by fabrics that I find right. and patterns. But again, it's I don't quite know what to do with the inspiration okay. but that's not the point that's not what we're talking about we're talking about the inspiration so I, in Paris I remember when we were there a few years ago going around the metro there were some beautiful tiles in some of the the metro yeah. stations and oh it's just oh just gorgeous <laughs> um and and also Barcelona you know the Gaudi um, mosaics yes. and things all the colors and the little snippets of pattern a bit like patchwork that just really 
makes me feel sort of zingy just looking at that it's like oh this is just gorgeous so seeing color and pattern whether that's in fabric or tiles or print like you know a beautiful wallpaper or something um, yeah. and certain places so I like landscape I like wild landscapes but I'm not inspired by the landscape here and I feel sort of a bit oh I should should be I don't know but I find myself drawn to the details so we were walking this morning and there's this new weed that's popped up in the fields I don't know what it is and we both listened and thought wow that's amazing what is that and I would I didn't have my phone with me, but I would have quite liked to have taken a photo to remember the shape right. and the way it was growing. Um, so I do find myself drawn in again to the details. So I suppose like looking at the patterns and the colours in textiles or pattern, tiles or whatever. Yeah. It's the pattern, it's yeah. the details. But a lot of the time, I would say I don't know what I'm inspired by, which is funny. Now, speaking about it out loud, it sort of helped me. So how about you? Yeah, I find it works in a slightly different way. So, yeah, seascapes, landscape, I find inspiring. I mean, I walk every day. I never miss yeah. a day without going on a fairly long walk. And I am inspired, but I don't feel I necessarily want to come home and paint the landscape or make a landscape picture in textiles. Hmm. That's not what it does for me. It just fires me up. Yeah. But I guess this links to what I've been doing because maybe sometimes you're waiting for that idea to connect with that inspiration so making these little baskets that I did at the festival quilts which was great fun I suddenly remembered seeing people making cordage from natural fibers and I thought well I could make baskets from those and I started to collect stuff when I'm out on my walks and literally within the last two or three days, I've made some cordage from brambles and some from burdock. And this morning I was actually weaving plantain as I walked and this wow. was fresh yeah. and green, but I've yeah. also collected some stalks to dry to do as well. Yeah. And I don't know where that's going to lead necessarily, but I'm definitely finding it an inspiring way to connect with the landscape. Connect with the landscape. Connect, yes. Connect with my allotment and being out and about and suddenly there's, there's a that link there's a connection but at the moment that's still an inspiration because there's still no there's an idea maybe brewing but probably yeah. you haven't quite put your finger on it yet I, I I'm never bothered yeah. about the idea bit I yeah. have to say that that doesn't actually even enter my consciousness I'm, I'm inspired and I'm starting to be process driven now yes that, that inspiration is leading to a process it may not lead to anything no I may just have a mantelpiece full of mini baskets but <laughs> but that's what I was saying at the beginning that it is the inspiration is different to the idea the idea is, is a oh I know I'm going to do whatever whereas the inspiration it could always stay just as this exploration you could lead that into exploration and it doesn't necessarily sure. have to go anywhere no, it'll probably go into my sketchbooks and things like that. And I'll yeah. make notes and yeah. And, and I think it's that again, goes back to last week where we were talking about sketchbooks. And so I'll work in my sketchbook with that. I will probably draw the plants that have inspired me. Yeah. And I, well, I'll just take it from there. I'm not sure yet, but I quite like that stage of exploration. 
yeah and that feeling that it doesn't necessarily have to lead to something it doesn't know because you, well you don't know what you're going to discover along the way and my best inspirations have always worked that way because mm-hmm. certainly when I was working more towards exhibitions I was very much inspired by the written word and still am yeah I, I write down quotes all over the place yeah and I did an awful lot of work inspired just by the book Lacuna yeah by Barbara Kingsolver yeah. which is a great book it's fiction but kind of based on the life of Frida Kahlo and there were just lots of little quotes about the most interesting part of any story is the bit you don't actually know or right, and the yes. interesting most interesting part of any person is the part you don't know about them and I just loved this idea of things being hidden and under the surface and that's I mean I've filled several sketchbooks on that yes yeah so it's a concept and often the concept is what inspires me from that more than anything else and color and color <laughs> and color <Yes>. always color <laughs> yeah see for me so my background was plant science which sounds very <laughs> does <laughs> it's not <laughs> I really liked uh, when I was doing biology, like for A level, I really like plants, and I used to grow a lot of house plants. Um, right. I'm absolutely pants at it now. I keep killing. Well, they're, they're not dead; they're just sort of limping along. And every now and again, I chuck some water on them, and they revive. <laughs> I'm hopeless, but I do. Well, why is that? Because I don't want to digress now. I used to have masses of house plants and be really good at them. I yeah. kill everything. <laughs> mine are all completely pot bound I even bought some compost about three months ago to repot them for the first time in about 15 years and I haven't poor plants are sitting there just desperate popping out of their pots I've got a big bag of big bag of house plant potting compost in the corner here and in fact I have a list of things to do when we finish today and on that I have actually I'm going to show you it says at the bottom repot house plants fantastic I haven't even made it. They haven't even made it onto a list in my house. It's just every time I go into the bathroom and then one of them falls over because it's so top heavy because the pot's so small. Because <laughs> it's so I light and dried of, out. Yeah. Yes, I just sort of prop it up again, you know, chuck some water over it, you know, dust up the bits of compost that fell out and carry on. <laughs> still. See, I've just had a, a silly yeah. a silly thought now talking about this. All this lovely cordage I'm making. I can do macrame baskets for my yeah, kids. You could you could go back to the sixties and have macrame pot plant holders. I'm not going to. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I used to find those in charity shops. Those macrame holders with the beads. And uh, right, if I had my way, when we well when we first moved in, now I think they just wind me up because you keep banging your head on them. But <laughs> I would have had those all over the house. So I used to have lots of, when I was a teenager, I used to have lots of pot plants and I used to do things like I put stickers on the pots with eyes. So it looked like <laughs> hair, you know, and I, and I gave them names. Um, so I love plants. So I did plants at uni um, and I still like them, but I'm absolutely, I'm not a particularly good gardener and I'm, my knowledge of plant names and stuff is not particularly wonderful. It was quite good at one point and I worked in lots of botanic gardens and because I was doing a degree and lots of the other kids working there were just you know 16 year olds on work placements every time we had a plant ident test because I was the one doing the degree I had to make sure I got 100 (laughs) percent it would be embarrassing (laughs) if I didn't it would be so my plant all the latin names and stuff I was quite good 
at one point and it's not so good now but I do still there are little nuggets of information that I remember from my degree from the things that I learned and that so I I like plant forms I like leaves so they'll sure my go-to motif is a a sort of sprig of leaves but I like it yeah me too I've got a story about that one as well <laughs> I kind of chose leaves as a theme mm-hmm. in my city and guilds yeah me too and there, there, there were leaves on everything and I did a whole load of certainly for the diploma where you had to make eight samples each of my samples I turned into a book cover okay. that had leaves using different techniques and someone on the course actually said to me oh not leaves again (laughs) so now if you are listening Jude and it wasn't Jude who said this I should say our mutual friend Jude now will come up and say occasionally oh not leaves again just as a reminder of what this person said (laughs) and so now every time I think oh I've just used leaves again (laughs) because my well two things so when we were doing I think it was a certificate one of the earlier courses we had to choose a shape, right? Yes, that's where mine started. Yeah, I should have chosen circle. I like circles, you know, it'd be so much more versatile. But I was plodding around the woods one afternoon before I was going to Missenden Abbey and we were supposed to have come back to the Abbey with an idea. I, thought, I still don't know what shape, what should I do? Don't know. And I was just stomping around, looking at the ground. And I thought, oh, oak leaf. All right, I did ivy leaves as my shape. <laughs> So, but then I explored that idea and I did all the sketchbook work and blah, blah, blah. And I did some samples and it was all based on originally oak leaves. And then for the diploma, my inspiration was the microscopic detail of plants. So the things you can see with an electron microscope and the internal structure of plants. So the plant science bit. And I did this 3D hanging my, I think it was my meter piece in the end was this 3D structure based on xylem and phloem, the internal bits of the plant. Right. It's that, you know, the water goes up the xylem and the phloem is the sugar. I actually uh, remember that from O-level biology. (laughs) (laughs) So all all the design work was based on these micrographs. And um, so, but based on my lifelong love of plants and the science behind them. My meter piece was a felted and stitched piece of canna leaves. <laughs> I was going to say, do you have leaves all over it? <laughs> yeah, canna leaves, big canna leaves. <laughs> oh dear. Right, are we? Yes. Was there anything else you wanted to say about inspiration? That you'd written down divine inspiration. <laughs> inspiration, is it spirit breathing into us? Breath of God, divine inspiration. <laughs> okay. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I will mention that briefly because the the word means inspiration means to be breathed into, inspire. That's it. Literally okay. means being breathed into. You're like respiration. That's interesting. Yeah, so yeah. being breathed into. So like divine inspiration is God breathing into you this sort of revelation, this thought. Yeah. Okay. That's the definition of the word inspiration to be sort of sure. breathed into and I think that does hold true in the way that we are inspired. It is like this inspiration has been breathed into us. We don't quite know when it's going to happen or where it's come from. And it's suddenly that spark, that 
it is like a divine inspiration it's you could say it's from god if that if you're that way inclined or or whatever the muse you've been doing your thing and then the muse has inspired you the muse finds you again so yeah yeah so that that was all but I, I still think you have to be out and doing things and filling that well. Yes, I think definitely. I think sitting around waiting to be inspired. Mm. No, road to nowhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you might get lucky. You might Something might catch your eye. Um, no, I think you have to be out and not necessarily doing anything creative or looking for an idea. It's almost like, I think, if you try and chase it down, you're not going to find it. I think you have yeah. to relax and get involved in something. I don't know, gardening, cleaning the car, yeah. just doing whatever, going about your day, doing something and something, yeah, you will have that inspiration. It will be breathed into you, but you don't quite know where or when. You could yeah. put yourself... Tricky one. Yeah, you could put yourself in a position where you think you're going to get inspiration. So you could say, I'm going to go to a museum or an art gallery and I will doesn't always work inspired but no exactly no Um, that's what I mean you don't know when it's going to hit which is why I think think there is that link with that divine inspiration you have it's almost like you are the chosen one and you don't know when you're going to be chosen or if maybe you're dubious I've just it's just occurred to me as well (laughs) (laughs) I mean obviously I've just run a course called from inspiration to stitch yes yes that was probably a very different approach because I chose what was going to be inspiring them yeah they might not have been which might not have been but I made that very clear at the beginning I think this was more again showing how process can actually lead to being inspired so I gave them an artist and looked at a certain aspect of the work so let's look at Matisse we looked at his cutouts yeah now that may not have inspired anybody but I made them do exercises in their sketchbook and think about different ways this could link. And Again, being active, doing something. In fact, it did inspire. Yeah. And so some people were inspired to do work on Matisse and others not. And I had other artists. I mean, I'm, I'm going to say Tracy Emin. A lot of people said, oh, don't like Tracy Emin. Don't want to do that module. Not looking forward to this module. But I made them look at something very specific within the module and gave them exercises and again by the end quite a few people said oh that was really inspiring and they actually went on and did pieces of work yeah so it's about sometimes if you're not inspired it's about just picking something and exploring it and working on it and seeing where that leads yeah and you might be surprised and it might not and and I think that was something I stressed you know this is a process that may not lead to anything at the moment but the fact Uh, that you've done the work will lead it into something at some point when you least expect it yes and I think yeah so again it's being active it's that process and it might turn into something it might not it might inspire you it might not you don't know but there's you you've got to turn up and you've got to do the work and it's I think so it's an active thing inspiration comes from so I was inspired by the mosses because I was looking yeah Indeed. I was in this place and I was just soaking it all in. I was open to whatever the place had in store for me. And boom. Yeah. I wasn't out looking for it. I was gonna say there's a nice George O'Keefe about that in in that where she says you can't just want to be an artist. You've got to show up and do the work in the same way that you can't just want to have a beautiful garden. You've got to go out there and dig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
and I, you know and so if you don't feel inspired fine just go and do something do the work yeah and I think inspiration comes to you in the same way as that creative block works doesn't it you yeah. know you do the work you can break through that yeah yeah, yeah. let the muse find you working indeed are we on diversions of discoveries I think so, yes discovered anything been diverted by anything have i discovered anything yes yeah i have actually a couple of really lovely instagram accounts oh right oh lovely which are kind of that have inspired certainly inspired me with my newfound interest in foraged fibers and basketry actually one of them is called foraged fibers i will put the link in the show notes where she makes beautiful baskets from foraged items and another one is rosy fairy and she makes little tiny exquisite baskets that i mean it's a bit like thinking festival of quilts you know when you look at the miniature quilts and the idea is if you take a photograph you're not supposed to be able to tell what size it is because it's everything's scaled ah, okay. down yeah and it's the same with these little baskets she's got these beautiful photographs and they could be full-size baskets but they're not they're tiny so that that is it that's what's inspired me seeing other people's beautiful work using these fibers and thinking i really want to explore this so watch this space so what has been inspiring you what's your diversions and discoveries this week because on my on my printout for this podcast every week i have to cross out because initially i put diversions and distractions it's not distractions it's diversions <laughs> and discoveries but yeah my diversion has been well and distractions and everything has been sorting out the child and her student visa which is all horrendous and so Yesterday we had a bit of um, retail therapy just to get over it yeah. because we were both so cross. Um, so that's one of my discoveries that actually <laughs> blue water or le bleu, as we're calling it now, <laughs> le bleu. Um, is my idea of hell. <laughs> same, that same for Nick, actually. And, and also I have put off going. I think this is only the second time she's been. The first time was with school. They went there and went to All the right. skating rink in sixth form. Um, at Christmas one year um, so it's the first time that we went together actually it's ridiculously easy to get to so that was a bit of a discovery yeah. sort of actually I don't know why we put off and it's so much easier than going into Brighton um, and okay. more pleasant really so we did that um, and the other thing oh by the way both of my things are not to do with textiles or art or anything that's all right you're allowed because yeah. it's been <laughs> It's been like that around here, really. It's all been in one of bit, those weeks. Yeah, it's all been a bit. Mm. So the other thing we discovered, um, again, to do with the child coming home, we went shopping together, and she's looking in the ice cream chest, the in the freezer section in the supermarket, and I wouldn't normally look in there. And she said, "Oh look, they've got Biscoff ice creams." Oh, so we <laughs> bought a box of those, <laughs> brought them home, and they were little diddly ones. And we all said, well, these are a discovery. This is dangerous. Okay. <laughs> and then the other day she had a friend staying and I went and did the shop and she said, oh, could we have those ice creams for pudding? So I said, yeah, okay, I'll go and see what I can find. And I came home and said, disaster, they have none. <gasps> oh no, what are we going to do? And we were going out that day anyway. We went down to Lewis and went swimming. And I said, well, let's just pop into Tesco's on the way home. That's where we park the car anyway popped into tesco's and not only did they have them 
they had the big ones and <laughs> but the thing is there were four of us then in- ingrid and a friend and me and nick and they come in boxes of three so we said well that's no oh. good we have to get at least two boxes but then there'll be but then when when they go home there there's still only there's three of us and then there'll be two left well, that's not going to work, is it? So we'll have to get a third box. <laughs> so then we said, well, work the maths out on that. <laughs> <laughs> so then we said, well, maybe the good people of Lewis won't mind if we just deprive them of all these biscuits. <laughs> so anyway, so that was the thing. And then yesterday, um, Ingrid, you know, because we'd had such a day with this wretched visa thing. And then Ingrid said, there's only ice cream in the house. And I said, no, I think there's only one left and it's your father's anyway, because he didn't have one the other night. And then he said, oh, no, no, it's all right. There's more. I've been down to Waitrose oh, again. Really? I've got three more boxes. God. <laughs> this has to stop at some point because we're going to be the size of houses if we carry on like this. So dangerous, they are dangerous discovery. That's it. That's all I've got. Sounds like a good discovery to me. It is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, they are pretty good. So thank you for listening. And if you've enjoyed it, please consider subscribing so that you don't miss an episode. And we'd love it if you'd leave a review if possible. I, I believe you can leave reviews on Apple Podcasts. I, I don't think know. so. I yeah. but if haven't. You can. It, fantastic. It helps people find us. We'll be back in a couple of weeks where we've got something special for you. Some more inspiration, but I'll let you wait and see who it is. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's a bit of a, so, a bit of a surprise. A little bit of a surprise for you next time. So in the meantime, you can find us at isabelmore.co.uk and ginaferrari-art.co.uk. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. You've frozen totally. No, you froze completely. I didn't hear any of that. I can't remember what I was saying. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you said because I couldn't hear you. I don't know. <laughs> thank you for listening if you like the music it's by ixon and you can find it at soundcloud.com slash ixon and the link is also in the show notes